Oh my goodness. Good morning, good evening, good night. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a pillow, a blanket, a chair. Sit right here on the stoop. Get you some tea, some coffee, some juice, some water. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. First of all, you know, I want to give a shout out to everyone that has wrote me to say thank you for just sharing my stories. And y'all don't understand how beautiful that makes me feel because my son was the one that told me I should do a podcast. And when I bring it to my friends, those people I considered my friends, um, they told me nobody would ever listen. It was like, bitch, what you do? Ain't nobody gonna listen to you. <laughs> what, you gonna have one listener? <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna pay attention to you. What you got to offer? We, I'm telling you, this is this is the mentality I was around. We, we from South Jamaica. We from the hood. Nobody don't want to hear us. What the fuck? People gonna laugh at you. Ain't nobody gonna be listening to you. So... It makes me feel so good because even on this healing journey, I sometimes hear those voices and those words echo in my head sometimes. Like, you know, maybe they were right. Am I helping anybody? Like, you know what I'm saying? Who's really listening? And when I hear or I get these emails or texts or comments Oh, that shit warms my heart. You don't understand. So I am forever grateful. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart. No shade. No trying to, you know, geek y'all in. No. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. I, I want to talk about a few things. But at the end, it all makes sense. I was scrolling online, right? First of all, today is my ex-husband's birthday. I don't know about y'all and how your relationships are. Um, me and Craig, you by God bless the dad, we grew up in South Jamaica. We went to Andrew Jackson High School. And it was crazy because I knew Craig's pops before I knew him. And when I had my kids and I'll be walking on Jamaica Avenue or whatever, if it stopped raining, he'll pull his van over and be like, get in, I'll take you home. So, you know, whenever he saw us, he would be like, hey, come on, get in, I'll drop you off home. So I was like, oh, I hope this man ain't trying to talk to me. <laughs> that was my first instinct. Like, he nice and everything. He always nice to my kids and stuff. And, you know, and I remember one time I was like, sir, I hope you don't think I'm, you know, like, I don't get down. Like, they said, I don't want your ass. I got a wife. And I was like, oh, okay. So I felt kind of relieved. And it was this dude, man, he used to be up on the boulevard, on Gabriel Boulevard. I don't know why this dude, he was older, like a grown-ass man. And no matter where I was, like, and I would argue with him. But no matter where I was, this motherfucker would always get on my nerves. He would always say something foul. And my friends that would be around me, Teresa and them, they wouldn't even say nothing. They'd laugh. <laughs> I don't know why he fucking with you. But then when we get on the block, it was, yeah, I was going to say something to him and all of that. But nobody never did. Craig Pops was the one, Big Rob. He said, he was like, 
He talking to you? I said, no, that motherfucker ain't talking to me. I'm going off and everything. And I was like, y'all don't even know why. <clears throat> Listen, when I tell you, when that dude used to see me, I don't know what Craig Pops told this dude, but whenever he used to see me after that, it was, you know, I hold the door for you. You, you good? The kids are good? And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, you know. And I didn't, I didn't have no qualms about it, but, you know, but it was crazy because of my friends. My so-called friends, well, y'all hear me making my tea, right? So my so-called friends, they would, when we get around other people in my family, they were like, yep, I was going to curse them out. I was going to curse them out. But when we was up on the boulevard, nobody never said nothing. They would laugh as the dude, you know, say something. I remember... <laughs> At first, my pops didn't want me to go to ISA, Richard Grossly. He didn't want me to go at first. But all my friends was going. It was right there. My brother was in there. So, and we were all, me and my friends, these supposed to be my day ones. Right? Nisi, all of us. We was down in the basement smoking cigarettes. You know, talking everything. Tanya Samuels, Namako, Tootsie, all of them came in the bathroom, right? And they jumped me. My mother had just did my hair. My friends walked out the fucking bathroom. Ain't now one of them helped me. You know who helped me? Constance. Constance, baby wise sister. Constance. She said, wait, hold on. She didn't even know. And she lived in the building with all of them. She said, wait, hold on. What y'all doing? Jumping shorty. Like, what she do? And it was no reason. Oh, we don't like her. Right? My friends walked out. The only one that stood there with me toe to toe was Constance. Till this day, I don't give a fuck where I see her. I give her nothing but love. And when I got home, you know, I was crying everything. My brother put me on a hoodie and gave me a bat. He said, come on, we're going to fuck up everybody. Yo, real talk. But my so-called friends, they walked out and say shit, nothing. So as I was scrolling on the internet today, <laughs> I ran across this story. Now, it happened in October, October 29th, I think, right? Don't quote me. And it was a young girl and her friends, and they went to Cairo in Mexico. They went on a trip. The friends came back because the young girl died, and they left her body there. Now, the friends came back. They came back, brought her luggage back. And told the family that she died of alcohol poisoning. Didn't sit right with the family. Didn't sit right with the family. Right? And the moms and them, the family got together. Two weeks after, $6,000 they spent to bring her body back to the States. Now, just like everybody... My mother and me used to always say, you sit at the beach long enough, you'll watch the bullshit float by. And the old women, 
the old sisters, the mothers of the church, used to always say, the saying, what don't come out in the wash will definitely come out in the rinse. So, it ain't allegedly because it's been posted. The friends get over there the first day and they filmed as the girl was beating on this girl. The coroner said her spine was broke. All of that. So they taped this young girl getting beat by her friends. Now, what was the part was these, her best friend, y'all know how y'all be yelling day ones. Her best friend was over there sitting in this girl's family's house with the mom in them. And, you know, like she died of alcohol poisoning. And somebody leaked the video of them posting. Now, she could have been drunk. Come on, you know how young folk are. They gonna get drunk and have fun. She didn't think that her life was in danger. Or she wouldn't have went. Knowing her, all these people are her friends. Are her day ones. All these people are her, you know, that's her buddies. Not knowing that. They couldn't wait to get her away from her family and her people so they can hurt this child to death. Yes, it did. It became emotional. I did. And so many things came up. I mean, <clears throat> I, I'm far from perfect. Don't get it twisted. I'm far from perfect. I have played the villain in a lot of fucking things of my life. But I will share this story with y'all. I had, me and my god sister and all of us, man, we were tight. We were tight. Like, I had a great love for Wanda. It's my god sister. Teresa. You know, God bless the dead, Tammy. We would, me and I'd get up, you know, and Dee Dee, my daughter Dee Dee was a baby. Teresa, oh, that's my goddaughter, all of that. And Tammy's friend was Eva. That was my ex-husband's first girlfriend. They couldn't have kids because she had a traitor to sickle cell. He had a traitor to sickle cell. So I remember... When I let Dee Dee, you know, go over there. Because Teresa was like, well, I'm going over to see Tammy and them. Not knowing that Eva was over there. So, you know, we like family. Like I said, we like family. Wanda's my god sister. I don't need to knock on the door. I'll just run in. So I ran in to get my daughter. I ran in. And I stopped right by the door. And I heard Eva voice say, <laughs> Oh, she can have a fucking baby. I got his heart. And they're all sitting there like, yup, she's so stupid. These are my fucking friends, man. My friends. It's my daughter, Godmother. Y'all made a mockery of me. So I didn't say nothing. I just walked in, grabbed Dee Dee, right? At first, grabbed Dee Dee. I looked at Teresa. Teresa was like, Donna, no, 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 no. 
I said, you're right. You do got his heart. God bless you for that. So that that's never a problem. Do got his heart. I said, but love, yeah, I was that bitch too. I said, love, but I gave him something that you would never give him. And I walked out, right? Now, thinking back on it, it wasn't the greatest, right? Because I shouldn't have been arguing over an idiot, but I did. But that's not the part was, these were supposed to be my girls, my A1s, my day ones, my, these are my people. Like, this is my God sister. Well, y'all sitting up here dogging me out, y'all. Oh, she's stupid. She shouldn't have had this baby. And y'all holding my daughter in your fucking hands. Like, yo. But I, can, I, I can't relate because this young lady life ended in death. But I know how that shit is triggering to a lot of people because we've all lived that life damn near to think that you're, and if you didn't, God bless you. But if you did and you're one of the few like us, these are the people that you like go to bat for. These are the motherfuckers you stand tall for. Motherfuckers you will be like, yo, ten toes in. And reality they don't even give a fuck about you. They got secret animosity about you. So, Tammy had got sick. I mean, my mom told me, right? And I always hung in the street. I always hung in the street. So, <clears throat> Teresa knew. You know, we all knew. But I didn't, I didn't speak on it. Because, you know, like, I, I'm not going to say I didn't care. Because that's, that, that's not the feeling. But I was so busy chasing behind my ex-husband and just trying to move or trying to figure my life out right then and there. Like, that didn't bother me. It didn't, right? So, <clears throat> Teresa went and told her cousin, Juanita. Juanita used to hang with picking all of them, right? <laughs> and Teresa would be over there, Right? I was never that kind of person, and I think, and I learned this from crackheads and dope fiends. I was never that person to be thirsty to hang around people. I didn't like, I didn't want to be popular. I didn't want to be that bitch that everybody knew my name. No, no. I came in, did what I had to do, and I bounced. I wasn't that person that wanted to, I wasn't thirsty for friendships. Because I was all over the place. I was hanging in Staten Island, Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Queens. Like, I was everywhere, right? So, it didn't bother me. I smoked weed. That was the universal language. You get around people. Yo, you smoke? Yo, you got a blunt? Yo, I got some weed, yo. And you just start talking and everything. Shit, you'll go around there a few days, get to know the weed man. And you bounce. And you go to another borough. That was me. So I would be on, in Harlem on 143rd and Lenox. I'd be on the Bronx on Ogden Avenue. I'd be in Brooklyn between Carroll and Rogers. I would be, yo, I would be in Staten Island over by all the fucking projects. I would be everywhere, right? I would be everywhere. Everywhere. So... It didn't bother me. Like, people knew. Like, yo, what's up? Yo, what's up? You know, and that's it. Everybody called me D. So it was like, yo, D, yo, what's up? And that was it. That was all. But Teresa and them, because Juanita and them was popular. Pick was, you know, with Vic back then. So they were the popular girls. So Teresa told them. i never forget. Juanita told me. So Teresa told them. 
But Teresa didn't want, see, Teresa had wanted the fame. She ain't had the backup. Like, she wouldn't get out there and fight or nothing, right? Because she was a pretty girl. And I'm not mad at her for that. But she didn't get out to do none of that. So, <clears throat> when I was coming up the block one day, I'll never forget this shit. I was coming up the block one day, and I was, you know, sparking my blunt. And P.K. yelled out, yo, Donna, can I use your name? I said, man, y'all use my name for everything else. I don't give a fuck. So, I walked away. Two days later. Now, I'm sitting on my step, and I'm waving to Wanda. Wanda didn't speak. Then she came down there. Why you tell everybody? Because not only did picking them hang with Juanita and them, but it was always it was also um, Tammy's baby father, Stretch, his his girl, his other baby mama. They told her, right? So it was about that, and. So they come down. My mother comes over there. She said, did you tell? I said, the fuck I look like? You know, I ain't cursing my mom, but I was like, why would I tell somebody? She said, I told Ella and them. Now, I knew that wasn't your ass. So Teresa walks up the block. What happened? So my mother did. She called it. She was like, I bet you your ass said something because your ass be over there. She said, I know your ass. She said, because I know Don ain't say nothing. I know my daughter didn't say nothing. So... Tammy was pregnant, too, and, you know, she was diagnosed with leukemia. She still wanted a baby. And so Wanda and all of them, I'm talking about her cousins, all of them was like, yeah, um, you should mind your fucking business. Why you tell people how I fucking sister business? And I'm sitting here like, yo, you supposed to know me. You know I wouldn't violate your family like that. Like, nigga, we came through them trenches together. Didn't matter. Big-ass war. Big fucking war. Unnecessary. My friend Teresa watched all this shit unfold and never said nothing. I tell you no lie. Never said nothing. Not a nothing. Not a blip. Nothing. Nothing. So I remember one time I was up on the in the welfare and Tammy was there with Ella. And I saw her stomach. And I was like, wow, you really pregnant. Now mind you. We knew each other when we were all in our mom's stomach, right? So we got history. And she was like, yeah. And I said, yo, Tammy, on, on, it was me, Ella, and Tammy. That was the only ones that were sitting there. I said, yo, on my life, I would never have told them your business. Like, that's not me. I said, and I can tell you what happened. My story won't change because it's the truth. I was walking down the block, pick yelled out, yo, can I use your name for something? I was like, yo, y'all use my name for everything. What the fuck y'all going to ask me now? So I said, and it was Juanita and them. That's Teresa cousin. Like, why would I violate you like that? But see, they thought it as me trying to get back because of what they did with my daughter and Eva. Well, I don't get down like that. That's y'all, M.O. That's not mine. So I, I never forget, I gave her daughter the teddy bear. Well, I gave her baby the teddy bear. Some people say, Teresa and me try to say, oh, Tammy threw that shit away. She ain't want to be bothered. But in my heart, yo, I, um, I made peace with her right then and there. And then a few months later, after she had her daughter, she passed away. So I went with my mom over there. And Wanda and all of them were like, why she here? She ain't even fuck. Oh, she started it. And I'm still looking at Teresa like, yo, this is your moment to say something. Never said nothing. Nada. Dee Dee was one years old. I started back speaking to Wanda when Dee Dee was like about 22, 
20-something years when you speak. And how my kids saw her on the train, right? And they were like, oh, wow, Wanda, Miss Wanda. And she was like, hey, because she didn't know who they was. And it was like, they quieted us. And she was like, oh, my God, you know, because they're grown now. And I came up to New York, and I was sitting in the square, and Wanda had moved into projects for a little bit. And, yo, like, you know, I had a great love for my god sister. I just walked over and sat down, and I said, yo, all the years, man, that we let go by. And she was like, yo, those are my daughters. And I was like, look, I missed all of that. I said, yo, man, I never said nothing. And she was like, I know now. But it was too late. The damage was done. Because I, I, I suppose Juanita and them did her thing before she passed and told the truth. But I, I never said nothing. I never said nothing. But it was 20-something years. I ain't speak to her. Right? And I'm watching my friend Teresa do that. Now, give you another story. Right? My life. I... I I ain't got no qualms with it. One year I came up to New York and I got back with my ex-husband, Roosevelt. Right? And he had came home from jail and we was just trying to figure it out. Should we be together or not? And, you know, so we would we would go see my brother, man, take the kids. We took Shalisi and Lisa to the movies to see Harry Potter. Um, and we saw Teresa. And she was like, oh, y'all should come by my house. And we was like, okay. So we came by there, you know, to take the kids to the park and stuff. Because our kids are grown. We don't have no babies. Shabba got her own apartment. All our kids are grown. It was just me and him. So we get over there. And Roosevelt told her, yo, you know, I'm thinking about marrying her again. Teresa said, why? And he was like, because we, we didn't get a chance. We really... You know, like, we were young. Now we're older. We know what we want. I'm, I'm thinking about we can do this again. <laughs> Teresa was like, okay. She was like, yo, what y'all doing tomorrow? Tell you no lie. So I said, nothing. Wow, what's what's up? I said, you, you don't have nothing to do. He was like, no, I'm off. I said, well, no, we're not doing nothing. Wow, what's up? She was like, oh, because, you know, I want to go and see Marco. I said, oh, okay. I said, no, no problem. I said, wow, I haven't seen Marco in so long, right? So, because we all grew up on the block. So, okay. Now, I'm going to tell you how dense I was. Like I said, I hustled. I didn't, you know, stuff that was happening on my block. If I'm not, if you're not telling me why I'm rolling the blunt and I'm smoking, and once I take two or three pulls, I'm not even going to remember what the fuck you told me anyway. So, I'm like, yo, y'all could have told me. I just didn't pay attention. Like, I didn't give a fuck. I, I was home. I finished hustling. Made me my little bread. I'm going in here, see my kids, and chill out. Like, I was working a nine to five, right? So, she was like, yeah, I'm going to see Marco. And I was like, oh, okay, damn. I haven't seen him in a long time. He still got the barbershop. She was like, yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay, okay. So, we come and get her, right? Now, mind you, we sitting there, we talking, she was like, oh, you know, I'm jealous. Um, I'm jealous of y'all. So we laughed it off because I never paid attention to that shit. Real talk. I didn't. It was like, bitch, you crazy. And that's it. So we kept on talking and stuff. So the next day we met up, we go and see Marco, right? <laughs> I tell you, we go and see Marco. 
So Marco comes out and I'm like, oh my God. So I'm going to tell you how we were standing. It was me, Marco, Teresa. Teresa was near the wall, right? Because he has a barbershop. He has the big picture, the big picture window. So it was me and him standing there. So you would think it was me and him talking from a distance because I'm like standing next to him. Cause he's telling me, yo, my wife is in there. And I'm like, oh wow, you got married? Oh my goodness. I said, yo, Roosevelt is over there by the car. I said, he's in the car, right? I don't know why Marco didn't walk over there to Roosevelt. I remember, I didn't live up here for like shit, 20 years. So I come and I'm standing there and I'm talking to Marco, but I'm repeating everything Teresa's saying to me. Now I'm shocked because I didn't know Teresa and Marco was fucking, right? I didn't. I'm like, you and Marco, get out of here. She was like, yeah, yeah. And it was funny because his wife and Teresa can pass with sisters. I'm like, damn, nigga, you got to type. So I'm laughing. And Teresa's like, tell him, you know, to come to my house. So I'm telling him that, but I'm having my back turned where Roosevelt's not seeing me and neither is Marco's wife. So I hug Marco and we walk back to the car. Roosevelt goes, you bring me over here so you can stop fucking with this nigga. Now, mind you, he was toxic too. So, you know, but that's a whole new different story. And I'm sitting in the back. So I'm letting Teresa sit in the front. And he's like, yo, you bring me over here so you can talk to this nigga? Like, how disrespectful you can be? I'm like, I'm not talking to Marco. He was like, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. Why was your back turned to me? And you talking to him like, yo, this is the setup. This is what you do. You and Teresa. So I'm looking at Teresa like, bitch, ain't you going to say something? Right? So I'm like, Roosevelt, I know you you tripping. He's like, I'm telling you, I know. I'm looking. I'm looking at you. This is the type of shit. Yo, pack your shit and get out. Okay. <laughs> right? I'm like, okay. You only got to kick me out once, motherfucker. Like, okay. But I'm looking at Teresa. Tell you no lie, I'm looking at Teresa. She didn't say nothing. She put her head down. And I'm like, you think I'm fucking with Marco? Yo, you must be on some new improved shit. Like, how the fuck? Oh, when you was younger and we was married, you cheated on me. And nigga, you cheated on me. What the fuck does that mean, right? So we sitting here arguing, arguing. And I'm talking about like we were arguing, like for real. Then he's like, yeah, you can get your shit, pack your shit, and get the fuck out. I'll drop you off wherever you need. I do one better. I'll call a cab. Don't worry about it. Teresa put her head down and never said nothing. Mind you, I took my shit to Lakia house. I'm sitting there, right? I'm mad because I'm like, yo, this bitch ain't even say nothing. And I'm looking at Teresa through the glass. And that's why the bitch put her head down. She wouldn't say nothing. Now, I know what some of y'all say. Well, why didn't you just tell him that? And I'm like, yo, at this point, he didn't believe nobody. And that saying is true. Once you throw away an old pair of shoes, you don't go back in the garbage and get them out. So that was a lesson I needed to learn. Side note. You don't go back. The, the, the rules doesn't change. The story is not going to end differently. There's no new characters in it. How our story end, neither one of us can trust each other. We was both toxic. We were the most toxic fucking couple in the planet. So we were worse than Blueface and Krishan and all of them. I, that nigga shot at me. I stabbed him. Like, we, all of that. So the universe was really letting me know, you, you think you're going back. We moved you for a reason. So... Anyway, she never said nothing. I got my shit. I left. 
That was it, right? I tell you no lie, I moved back to Atlanta. I moved back to Atlanta. I left because I was working at um, the, the spiritual store at the Botanica. I moved back to Atlanta. I lived my life, right? I would come up periodically. After a while, I stopped coming to New York. And I brung, I came up to see Didi. And, yep, I came up to see Didi, because Didi had came up here. And I came up to see Didi and to uh, give Craig the divorce papers. God bless the dead. And so it had to be like four years later, four or five years later. Craig saw Teresa because Craig was in the hospital. And Teresa was, you know, sitting there dogging me out, like asking questions like, you know, I, I know she did something, right? When I say dog out, this was the conversation. Craig told me, um, oh, so y'all not together? What she do? Cheated? What she do? Because, you know, she was a hoe back in the day. He said, nah. He said, Donna doing great. He was like, oh, she down there. She got a company. Like, nah, she good. He was like, you know, I, I thought that the single life was better and I wound up fucking myself up. She was spending all your money, right? It was like, nah, Donna works. So the kids, I know they bad, right? And who's pregnant? He said, the only one that had a baby was Isha. <laughs> it's like, nah, Shab and Didi and them, they all grown now. Like, nah. So you mean to tell me, because, you know, I heard rumors that she was doing fucked up. Craig was like, nah, she doing good, to be exact. I was really shocked. This was, I grew up with Teresa. We only lived one house over from each other. I ate in her house, slept in her house. She ate and slept in my house. It's supposed to be like my little sister. Everybody would think that was my little sister, right? <laughs> A1 day one, real talk. So she see Roosevelt on the boulevard, right? And Roosevelt and her was talking and Roosevelt told her, you know, Donna, he said, Donna never loved me. And she, after five years, because I guess whatever Craig told her, maybe she felt bad or fucked up or whatever. I don't know, right? I'm I'm hoping that or whatever she could get. But um, she saw Roosevelt and Roosevelt had told her, you know, like, oh, Donna never loved me. She was fucking with Marco. Teresa was like, she confessed. She was like, um, no, um, <laughs> you know, I didn't want uh, Marbrock because you get in contact with Marbrock. I didn't want Marbrock to think I was a hoe. So, um, you know, but it was me that was messing with Marco. He said, so why? She, she was like, no, I was telling Donna what to say because Marco's wife was in there. He looked at Teresa real talk. He said, why you didn't say nothing? She said, because I didn't want you to go back and tell Marbrock I was fucking somebody. I'm a hoe. I was walking up the boulevard and I was staying at my god sister Jess house. And Roosevelt was on the bike. And he was like, yo, Donna, can you go and get me some good and plenty? I said, for what? He was like, yo, just go get them for me while I do this. I said, okay. So I went and got them. And we was walking because I was like, well, if I go get that, you're going to walk me to the bus stop. He said, what bus stop? I said, the 83. going to walk me up here. He was like, come on, come on. 
So he was the one that told me. And I said, see, he said, but why she ain't say nothing? He was like, man, your friends is fucked up. I said, so are you, because you believed her. He said, no, that's why I'm telling you. I'm apologizing, but you believed her. When I'm telling you, it wasn't me. And that's when we had, like, he was he was speaking his truth. And I, I can't get mad at that. He was like, yo, you know, you hurt me, and I always see you as 18. And it's true. He 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 said it out of his mouth. He will never see me as grown Donna, like I'm grown. All those things I did when I was 18, and I did. I didn't have married friends. I was married, but I didn't have married friends. So I was cheating and doing all kinds of shit. So he he's stuck in that time frame. Not Donna that's grown and, you know, I didn't change my life and all of that. He 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 will never see me that way. And that's his right. That's If he want to be stuck in the past, I don't even hate him no more. Real talk, I don't. I don't hate him. I don't have no animosity toward him. Nothing. I really hope that he finds happiness and peace wherever he decides to be at in his life. Real talk. But when I was watching the video of the girl and her friend, these are her friends, I, I thought of so many things. Like, y'all knew y'all couldn't attack this girl around her family because her family is strong. You can look at them and tell. I don't know if y'all been following this, um, but her family looked like they, uh, they would have whooped those kids' ass. So they had to take her all the way to another country. And it's crazy because these people plotted. These are young people, right? I don't even think they were near 30, none of them. All of them, I believe, was in their 20s, early 20s. So, if that old. So, here it is. They plotted her demise. This ain't allegedly. They filmed it on their phones. I mean, this was calculated. This wasn't something that, oh, I, I looked in my bag and she had my phone and I'm going to show her. No, this is, I'm filming this and we whooping your ass. These are grown men and girls. Like, they ain't 15 or 16. And y'all took this child to a whole nother part of the world. And then y'all left her body there. Y'all called the concierge and they came and took her body and stuff. And y'all left. Y'all packed her stuff. Matter of fact, she never got a chance to unpack. So y'all took her suitcase back to her mama and them. And you came to her house every day like though it was nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. Ponder on that for a moment. We get on these journeys and we try to bet our lives. And we want to see the best in everyone. No, I don't want you to be paranoid, but I do want you to be cautious. I do. And when something don't feel right, walk the fuck away. Teresa, I don't hate her, but I don't. My brother had called because in the summer they were um, having a barbecue. My sister, Teresa, my sister-in-law, Tressie. And my brother was like, yeah, you know, me and Teresa. I said, I don't fuck with Teresa. And I told him all the things that happened. And he was like, oh, wow. He said, and the way, yeah. She looked, if you see 
Oh, I love you. No, you don't. No, no, Ma, don't, don't usher those words. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh-uh. And it, it's just really sad. You know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, she's jealous or whatever. No, no, no. That's something that came out of her mouth. But no, some people are just, yo, they, they got issues. And the issues don't be with that person. It's really with themselves. The same way when I was going to open up a spot and I was like, yeah, I'm going to open up a Botanica, you know, bring New Orleans to New York. Yaya, Yolanda, Lakia. Oh, ain't nobody going to go there. Oh, ain't nobody. Um, yo, you stupid. Just get on welfare and stay there. What? No. Oh, my goodness. No. No, no, not a support, but I didn't care about that. But the part, oh, oh, she's stupid. I was like, wow. That's why I didn't listen to none of them. Not a one, not a one at all. And it's sad because you would, you would want your day ones. You would want your friends that you grew up with. Like, yo, we are. We walk together. Let's ride together. You know what I'm saying? Let's all get together and, and pull this up. But then again, you know, you hang around low vibrational people. Yeah, eventually. You know what they say? You hang around 10 stupid people. Guess who's going to be the 11th one? Real talk. So I had to remove myself. I did. With with no, with no being unbothered. I had to remove myself. Oh, they, yeah, they talked me out. Oh, you stupid. Oh, I don't fuck with her. She thinks she better than anybody. No. I just know that this world has so much more to offer. And people, the people I was around, they, they love the fact of you doing bad. Because, you know, I'm like, yo, y'all got apartments? I want to get me one. Oh, girl, you can lay on our couch. You can make a pallet on the floor. No. I know you're lying. So it was that. It was that mentality. Like, motherfuckers don't want to see you do well. And if they do, they don't want you, to, they never want you to do better than them. So I, I removed myself. I never forget when, um, also, when I was, um, I was, I went to Yolanda and I was like, yo, you know, me and Roosevelt, we getting married. And I lied. I did. I lied. And she, you know, most friends would be like, oh, wow, that's cool. She went to hug him, and he hugging her back. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she was like, oh, so you didn't tell me you was getting married. I'm looking at them like, I said, yo, you still rocking with her? I said, okay. Now, uh, I ain't ugly. No. But, player, for real? Like, that's what you want? Uh, I can't. I can't do that. And I, I did. I walked away. And we I didn't I didn't feel bad. But you know what's so crazy is when I put up that his doormats, right? And I, I don't even argue with them no more. That it's three of them that they really follow my page. Ninja Sister, her, and it's another one. And they will watch my page. And when I say I'm coming to New York, like they would <laughs> the motherfuckers would be sitting or go up to the boulevard maybe about four or five times to see. I don't even come to Queens. Like, I don't. 
When I come down there, I'm either in the Bronx, I'm in Brooklyn, Staten Island, like I'm I'm everywhere. I'm truly everywhere. So it's not I'm not gonna be over in South Jamaica. I for what? None of my family live over there. Everybody moved. Nobody lives over there. All my family members don't live over there. Everybody left South Jamaica. Everybody. Like, no. My sister lives in Jersey. My brother and man live in the Bronx. My brother lives out in Wakankama. So, who, who? Why do I need to go that way? I don't. I have not a nephew, a niece, a cousin, nobody. My family's in Louisiana and North Carolina and fucking Atlanta, California. Why am I over in South Jamaica? I don't need to be there. So I don't go over there. I don't, I don't have no family members over in South Jamaica. Not a one. Nobody. So I don't need to be there. But they will. Watch my Instagram or my Facebook. And when I say, hey, I'm coming to New York, they will walk up and down the boulevard. And I'll be posting pictures of me being in Brooklyn or somewhere. And they'll hit my... Oh, I thought you was coming to Queens. Why? I don't have no relatives in Queens no more. Why well, I'm over there. And that's it. Like, why? Why I'm going over there? Who who I'm going to see? I, I, there's, there's nobody over there I need to see at all. And those that usually I run up on, if you go on Jamaica Avenue, you're going to see everybody. I'll be up on Jamaica Avenue. I go to see We All In, Chris and them. You know, go get my nails done. Go to Honey's. You're going to see somebody from probably, yo, what's up? Hey, what's up? All right. Have brief conversation and keep it moving. Yo, where you going? Oh, I'm going to Brooklyn. Damn, you be everywhere. Yeah, I do. And that's it. That's all. I I can't, like I said, I can I know that route of, and I can honestly say, I, I, I'm not, I'm not thirsty for no one's attention. I don't have time to worry about what you got. Cause see, I learned a long time ago. Am I willing to do what you did to get what you got? I don't think so. <laughs> Cause I don't know what you did. So that's why I'm letting you know from the door. Nah. And if it don't feel right to me, I don't give a fuck who you are, what it is. I'm not going. I'm not. And I'm not going to call you the next day and be like, yo, so how was it? Because if I really cared, I would have went. So that's not me, right? I'm not ever thirsty for friends. Wherever you see me and anybody that see me, they'll see me either with my kids or I'm by myself. That's it. Or I'm with right hand, we going to meet up. Or I'm with my homeboy. And I'm like, yo, because we already made a plan to hang out and I see you in passing. But when you see me traveling all that, I'm dolo or I'm with my kids. So, no. I'm not thirsty for no friendship. I'm not thirsty. And I don't want you to ever be thirsty. We've all had stories of people betraying us and people doing us wrong and people getting over on us and all of that. And it's how you bounce back with it. I say forgive them for yourself. You don't have to go back and be attached to those people. I'm not. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. If you know anything on this planet, know this. If me and you get in an argument today or tomorrow, 
Guess what I'm never doing because my mom was like that. I'm never adding your kids in any kind of adult beef. I don't care if your kids are 90 years old. To me, they're children. I'm not adding them into that. My mom and my godmother had a big-ass fight. Never forget that. But, you know, they they were arguing. And I remember, you know, Wanda and them was all there. And my mother had spoken. Wanda and them didn't speak. And my mother was like, you don't have no kids in that. And she called Wanda over there and stuff. So I spoke and Ella and them didn't speak. So I was like, wow, what happened with Ella? Like, why she ain't speaking? You know, little Ella, what's up? And my mother went over there. And they started arguing. And Ella moms, God bless the dead, came out. was like, y'all been friends for so long. This is stupid. And my mom was like, that was the woman she was. Like... Baby, me and your mother, we ain't got to speak. I'm not going to curse her out in front of you, and I'm not going to do anything. You still children. So that's all I know. And growing up, even in South Jamaica, yo, your friends, yo, no, if I don't speak today or tomorrow to nobody, I'm not, if I see your kids in a fight or an argument or whatever, yo, I'm calling you. Yo, you get your kids. Yo, they up here. I'm going to stand up here until you get here, and yo, I'm out. Okay. But I'm not adding your kids to be like, yo, I don't fuck with you. Fuck your kids, all of that. No, kids are innocent. So when someone does that to me, I don't give a fuck if today or tomorrow you die, your grandmother die, your cousin die. I don't give a fuck. Don't tell me. Don't keep tabs on me. None of that. None of that. Because kids are off the, the table. Nah, I don't fuck with people, kids. And I don't like nobody fucking with mine. Don't add kids and grown-ups in business. Don't do that. But you have a lot of people that figure like they can do that. Not, nah, that's not me. So if you know anything about me, one, I'll never need to lie to you. For what? When you lie to people, and mind you, Angel used to always say for every lie there's some truth, right? And somebody tried to throw that shit back up at me. But listen. I don't need to lie to anyone. When you lie to people, it's because you are scared and fearful. I learned as a child, fear is forced energy appearing real. You make it real. You put your pants leg on one leg at a time, just like me. Fuck that. I'm not scared of nothing at all. Not at all. So, especially two people, that, especially a person that's walking on two legs. Ain't no way in hell you want to press me, jump in there and stay there. So, I, I don't have to lie to you. I'm not going to add your kids and I'm not going to hurt no kids. That's something I don't do because I don't play that game. And I will help you the best way I know how. That's it. Now, some things I might can't do. Some things might be out of my power to even do. But I try to find somebody that can because I built this platform with one rule and one rule only. If you can't help them, don't hurt them. Put them in the hands that people that can help them. That's it. That's all. It's rough being out here in these social media and all that street where you trying to learn spirituality. That shit is hard because you don't know who to trust. You don't know who's legit. You don't know who got beef. You don't know none of that shit. And people, listen, on social media and on, you know, people are everything until you meet them. Then you're like, wow. You are not. Now, some people really are who they say they are on social media, but not all of them. Not all of them. And it's scary. 
I, I understand. It is. It's scary. You see people going back and forth, arguing and stuff. I had one person said, shit, I'd take my chances in the church. Y'all, y'all spiritual people are fucking ruthless. Y'all niggas be talking about each other and everything. And it's sad because the image that we're showing the people is that we're messy, we're petty, we're bitter. Some of us are psychotic, rapists. Like, it, it's sad. And... You get these little groups and you start building these little groups of hate mongers and they want to go and attack people and they throw rocks or get other people to do it. Yo, the shit is. It's scary. I'm not going to lie to you. But God, as my mom and them say, but God, but God. And this is where your, your faith comes in at. To how far you gonna go? Cause <clears throat> you can't rely on people. Can't rely on people. Can't be scared. Can't rely on people. Can't be scared. You gotta build your faith in your ego and your ancestors and the spirits that walk with you. You gotta believe and have faith. And know that every lesson is a blessing. And before I leave you, I want to read this for all those that are on their journey. I want you to stay encouraged. And somebody read this and I said, yo, remember, the most powerful spell book on this planet is the Bible. Ah, So Psalms 37 says, do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do all this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. Your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret. When people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes, refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed by those who hope in the Lord will inherit in the land. A little while and the wicked will no longer will be no more. Though you look at them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts, and their bows and their bows will be broken. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked, for the power of the wicked will be broken. But the Lord upholds the righteous. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, 
they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty, but the wicked will perish. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed. They will grow up in smoke. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will destroy, will be destroyed. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I was young and now I'm old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging bread. They are always generous and lead freely. Their children will be blessings. Turn from evil and do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever, for the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. Wrongdoers will completely destroy. The offsprings of the wicked will perish. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouths of the righteous utter the wisdom, and their tongues speak what is just. The law of their God is in their hearts, not their feet. They do not slip. The wicked lie in wait for the righteous intend on putting them to death. But the Lord will not leave them in the power of the wicked or let them be condemned when brought to trial. Hope is in the Lord and keep his way. He will exhort you and inherit the land. When the wicked are destroyed, you will see it. I've seen the wicked and the ruthless man flourishing with luxuriance and native trees, but he soon passed away and was no more. Though I looked for him, he could not be found. Consider the blameless, observe the upright, a future await those who seek peace. But all sinners will be destroyed. There will be no future for the wicked. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because he, they take refuge in him. That is Psalms 37. Psalms 37. Write that out. It is a long psalm. Write that out and put it over your door. Write it out or print it out and carry it in your bag. Carry it in your wallet. That is the most powerful protection psalm that you will ever lay eyes on. Psalm 37. Don't worry about your enemies. Fret not those that are trying to secretly destroy you. Egon, ancestors, Alofi, Olodomari, they hear it. Don't worry. As always, it's been a plum pleasing pleasure, and you will get another one tomorrow. And we'll talk about just living life. Thank you.